0: okay welcome everyone to the uh smoking Snake podcast this is episode six of the smoking snake podcast uh match week 27 is going to be our uh main subject today as always i'm your host peter and joining me as always is the our other co-host enric enric what's up how are you
1: i'm doing fantastic how about you
0: i am doing well and i'm doing even better you know we're coming to you guys a few days late this week but um personal lives get in the way um but uh, like I said, we're going to be diving into Match Week 27 in the uh, Brasileirao. Uh, in addition to um, touching upon uh, Brazilian players playing abroad, and then finally, really exciting—just uh, today, uh, Brazil defeated uh, defeated Ghana in uh, in some World Cup friendlies uh, or pre World Cup friendlies, uh, which we'll we'll talk about as well. So, Enric, let's get started. Uh, on a disappointing note, um, two big derbies this past weekend in the Rao. The first one, let's just get it out of the way. It's, it's, we don't want to talk about it. Don't throw on it. Palmeiras won, Santos nothing. Uh, what did you see in this match um, and, and just kind of react to the, that?
1: Compared to what we predicted last week where I said Santos would lose 4-0, it was <laughs> not too much of a disaster. Right. So I think both teams played well and attacked in the first half, something that has been missing from our side in the last performances. But uh, as soon as Danilo received the red card in the second half, regardless of how good Palmeiras has been this season, I think we should have taken the three points home.
0: Yeah, I could not agree more. I unfortunately couldn't watch it, um, but I was getting updates. And when I saw that red card to Danilo, I was, I was like game on, um, but looking back over the highlights, like you said, yeah, just a great performance that we haven't seen from Santos in a while. They've been really just um, pretty dismal as of late. Um, they, I, I've said it before on Twitter, they have this, the, part of it for me is a motivation issue. They can't get up for these games against that or Goyas or, you know, whatever these games. But then when Palmeiras, like you said, they show up and they have a good first half, they get some luck. Um, so Taldo was excellent. I want to uh, shout him out because he was creating chances. He missed a few chances. Okay. He draws the red from Danilo. But um, but you're right. They they should have gotten the three points. Um, it was pretty... Uh, Pretty, pretty pathetic that Palmeiras was still able to create chances. Um, and I wanted to ask you, too, on the goal, uh, Palmeiras, from the corner, very similar to when they scored the red card, um, or scored with a red card in the Libertadores against Atletico. Um, you know, are they, what do you think, why are they so good even when they're a man down? Uh, what's what is in it especially being such a defensive team what's going on with them
1: I think it has to do something with the derby obviously they always play against Santos and want to win the game when they match us and historically they've been performing well in the last couple of seasons so it's it's going to be very difficult for us to get back and take points away from them And before the goal, uh, Palmeiras had some amazing chances as well, where Ronnie in the 68th minute Mm -hmm. had a crazy hit, which was saved by Barman. It was amazing. But uh, also Dudu had a great game, which unfortunately reminded me of the 2015 uh, Copa do Brasil final, where he scored two against us and won the game in penalties. So I think they're a very good team. And I think only Flamengo probably fluminense gets close to competing against palmeiras
0: yeah yeah i agree um, it's just so unfortunate that that, that santos couldn't <clears throat> couldn't get together and and just at least put one in the back of the net um really disheartening but like you mentioned um good performance uh, from them creating chances and just a little better finish little Little more quality, and I think um, Santos. If they play like that, they'll be a, they'll be okay. Merencial um, ended up getting the goal uh, from the corner from from Palmeiras, uh, the new summer signing uh, from uh, the Argentinian team Defensa. Um, so Palmeiras taking all three points, and they've got fifty seven total with eleven games to go. So they're again they continue to be in the driver's seat of the championship. Um as we progress. Uh, Santos stuck in the middle of the pack, very compact. Um, I don't think relegation is an issue. Um, but uh, but you know it's it is compact and anything can happen. Um so you it's gonna be an exciting end to the season, regardless, uh, in that in, in most of the table. All right, moving on to um the other big derby of the weekend, uh fla flu. Rio de Janeiro Derby, Flamengo losing uh, to Fluminense, uh, Fluminense 2, Flamengo 1. Enric, what did you see in this one um, and in, in this clash of uh, the Carioca
1: Giants? Flamengo had a great start and many chances in front of the goal. Uh, the game could have easily ended 1-2 or 3 nil in favor of Flamengo in the first half, but uh, as soon as in the 40th minute Santos made a uh, mistake in uh, keeping position. I think that was game over and Fluminense took advantage of that uh, by scoring the penalty. And also in the second half Flamengo defense got caught sleeping where they had it uh, game over despite uh, goal scoring the last goal of the match.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, this I thought Fluminense were good, but this was definitely seemed like it was a Flamengo. Uh, they, they they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Like you said, they started off great. Fabio was really, really good in that for Fluminense. The Hascaeta had a big chance at, at the 15th minute. Uh, Pedro with a great pass. You don't always see get to see his, his playmaking ability. Um, he's usually putting the ball in the back of the net, but Pedro, great pass on him. Fabio was was making saves left and right. Um, and, and, yeah, like you said, uh, both Fluminense goals were mistakes from Flamengo. Uh, Santos, the goalkeeper, uh, spilled the ball um, after making a save, um, had to foul uh, Herman Cano, and, and then, of course, uh, uh, Gonzo steps up, takes the penalty. Um, and then Nathan scoring the other goal coming on pretty soon, uh, or, or pretty, uh, uh, he, he, came, he just came on and then he ended up scoring the goal after a, a blunder from the Flamengo defense. Um, and yeah, like you said, Gabriel also contributed, uh, a, a goal for Flamengo. Um, Flamengo, obviously, like you said, could have won, could have slotted home a few goals. They just couldn't, they uh, couldn't convert in the first half, and and uh, and then they became their own worst enemy, um, which is unfortunate for them and unfortunate for a lot of people hoping that they'd be able to challenge Paul Maris. Um Also, want to ask: Did you see the uh, just before Gabriel's goal, um, Everton Sebellina uh, with a great little save to keep the ball from going out um, and just tipping it to to Gabi goal. Uh, who slots in. I thought that was really, really nice from Everton. He hasn't been great for Flamengo yet, but I think he's still got a great player. Um, and then, of course, wouldn't be a a, a a Rio Derby without some pushing and shoving at the end. Um, and it actually ended up finishing 9-9, nine versus nine, so uh, plenty of red to go around. Um, where do you think this leaves Flamengo uh, and Fluminense um, as they, they're they're in good positions, high up the table, but it seems like they just won't be able to keep pace with Palmeiras, and it looks like Inter will be will be the new um, pursuer of Palmeiras for the title. Uh, where do you think this leaves both Rio clubs?
1: I think Fluminense is in a good position because even though they're in the third place currently, they're still one point away from Inter in second, but uh, Flamengo on the other side is playing a dangerous game because if they continue to lose points like we saw in the previous week where they drew the game. And I think Corinthians is going to get back and if they jump to fifth, then they're going to have to play in the second stage of the Libertadores. Not saying that it's not going to be easy for them, but still you want to directly qualify for the next competition.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it, we'll have to see and Flamengo also have to think about the Copa Libertadores final. So, um, still a lot of good things to come from them, I'm sure. This season, Fluminense, I'm sure, just want to finish as as high up as they can, um, and, and and go get themselves set for a good Libertadores uh, run next year. Um, elsewhere at the top of the table, Inter beat uh, Atletico Goianense uh, two to one. Pedro Henrique two goals. Uh, Atletico Goianense are big trouble. You know, from the outsiders, maybe looking in, they see the the advancing to the Sudamericana semifinals um, and only losing on penalties. Um, but they're in big, big. You know, an outsider might think that they are a decent team. They're in huge trouble. Nineteenth place, only twenty two points. They've got one point from the um, from fifteen in their last five games. That's four losses, one draw. Um, they look like they're going down, and it's a shame that they 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 are going down in a year that they had such a good run in Sudamericana. But um, it looks like they they will be uh, uh, sinking to the the Serie B. Um, elsewhere, Atlético uh, excuse me, Athletico Mineiro keeps sliding. They lose a big game to Avai. Enric, what do you think of this and what do you think of Atletico Monero? They continue to underperform and, you know, even despite their iffy form, uh, as of late, you'd expect them to slap Avaí. What happened here?
1: Yeah, Gallos still continue to disappoint as they move further and further from the top four each week. And I think Avaí got pretty lucky with the awarded penalty in their favor, which they scored. And we didn't see much from Liska's side in the match, uh, other than the goal that gave him the win, which matters most.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not not, not too much um, from Avai, but uh, uh, Bisoli definitely um, has been their talisman this year. And and you know, I, I'll admit it, I haven't been paying too much attention to them. I've just seen Bisoli's name, of course, up in the up in the uh, the um, goal scored category in, in Brasileiro. He's up there. Um, but they've got some decent names in the team. Potker and Jean-Pierre are two, two names that um, any Brazilian football fans should be familiar with. Jean-Pierre kind of fell off. Uh, he was a big quality player for Gremio for a while. Uh, Potker, the same for Cruzeiro. Um, but uh, some, some decent decent names in attack and, and I wonder what they can do with Lisca. Um, and if they can if they can get out of this relegation uh, drop zone uh coritiba you know they they could easily go down their level on points with um avaí e right now both with 28 um avaí e could could make a late push um, and it it would be it would be interesting to see um, another big team dropping points corinthians going going down 1-0 To America, Monero, Um, what do do you think about Corinthians and America? Um, Any thoughts on them and where Corinthians go from here?
1: I think that from uh, match week 27, this was the most exciting game to watch uh, for the fact that the ball was rolling quick and both teams created numerous chances during the whole 90 minutes to score. Unfortunately, Corinthians ended up being conceding side from a header scored by Juninho in the 77th. But despite the result, I think Corinthians played really well. And with their performance on Sunday, it was something to be proud of. This is another
0: match I didn't get to see a ton of. Um, but I thought, uh, uh, you know, like I, I I've said numerous times, Corinthians just... Totally underperforming for me this year. I thought they were gonna be title challengers, obviously not. Um, a disappointing result, but but from the highlight package, it, it, it does seem like you are right, and they played they played pretty well. Um, Athletico Paranaense drawing with Cuyabas. Uh Atletico, huge, huge match um, coming up uh, in 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 the few in the next few weeks. Uh, in Libertadores finals versus Flamengo, uh, they've only got one win in their last five in the Brasileirao, Rao, uh, but they still look like a, like a good team and a decent team um, domestically. Uh, Enric, what do you think about them and, and, and what do you think about uh, their chances of pushing for a direct Libertadores uh, group stage qualification?
1: Yeah, I think uh, this was a surprising result because given of how Atletico has been playing recently and in the Pertadores and who they were facing, which is a Cuella side that has been uh, losing points recently, I wasn't expecting them to enter. I was expecting them to enter the top four, but still one point away is not too bad. Esteban Cuello scored an unbelievable curling ball from outside the box, and even though uh, they came back from a disadvantage. They still weren't able to hold on to a two-one result at home.
0: Yeah, a little bit disappointing. They could have gotten the win, but in the end, it is a draw. Um, and uh, and Athletico stay in that sixth place. Cuiaba uh, in the drop zone in eighteenth, um, but they are bunched up with Avai and Kurachiba. Um, You know given, given, uh, get, you know, if they can cobble together some wins, um, they could easily, uh, find themselves staying up. Um, all right. Uh, moving on from Syria or Syria, excuse me. Um, and, and just dropping down one rung on the, uh, Brazilian pyramid, we've, uh, we've got to congratulate, uh, Cruzeiro and, and Ronaldo's Cruzeiro. We should, we should say that's R9. Um, uh, they thump Vasco 3-0 to confirm promotion to Serie A. Um, much glee, I'm sure, in Belo Horizonte, uh, the blue side at least. Uh, three years outside of the top flight, um, and they are finally back there mathematically in. Uh, we've known that they're likely going to be back up and likely the champions um, uh, of the second division. Um, so congrats to them. Um, and it'll be great to see them back in the first division, uh, with all that Ronaldo money and, uh, we'll see what they can do, uh, going forward. Um, additionally Gremio knocking on the door of Serie A as well, uh, with Bahia and Vasco, uh, trailing not too far behind, um, four big, big clubs that, uh, that deserve to be in the top division. Um, but uh, and look to be uh, on their way back, so uh, keep an eye on that and, and see who um, who uh,
1: who joins Cruzeiro.
0: Uh, Enric, any thoughts on um, the 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 battle to get back into the top the top flight?
1: Yeah, I'm very happy as well for Cruzeiro. Uh, they were a team which I think won Brasileirao in 2013 and. I really can't wait for them to return back and play amongst the greatest clubs in Brazil. And also, uh, congratulations to Rafael Cabral, former mm. Santos keeper, who is going to make it to the Serie A as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I'm so glad you said that because he was and is a fantastic keeper. He crushed it as our keeper in 2011, uh, Libertadores champion, Copa do Brazil champion, uh, Paulista champion um he and, and had a good career um you know maybe it didn't work out at Napoli but did well at Reading in, in England and and now he's back in Brazil um and uh, he's going to be in that top flight like you said so uh, i can uh, i can certainly join you in congr- congratulating him um and all the Cruzeiro players um all right so with that being said uh we can look ahead to match week 28 of the Brasile-Rao. Um, tons of great clashes. Uh, Enric, of the the fixtures, uh, what do you think is going to be the most interesting game?
1: I think it's going to be interesting to see how Inter plays out because they're versing Bragantino in the next week and I'm interested to see how they're going to do, if they're going to keep up uh, with them winning games or not.
0: Yeah, I I I love watching Inter and I love watching Bragantino as well. Uh, Bragantino I think, have the youngest average age of um, of all the teams in the Brasileirao Serie A. Um, so always a fun, exciting team. And yeah, it's going to be great to see Inter um, and, and what they can do and if they can keep pace. Um, uh, keep pace that is with Palmeiras, who who face um, Athletico Mineiro in Belo Horizonte. Um, again, an interesting game. I don't have much faith in Gal- faith in Gallo, um, in in getting anything out of this match. Um, but uh, but whenever you've got a a pitch with the likes of Vargas Zaracho, um, squaring off against players like uh, Rony and um, Bruno Tabata and and Dudu, um, it's going to be an exciting match. So two two matches there to keep your eye on also Santos versus Atletico um some high quality football being played there as well um so so keep an eye on that all right let's shift gears to uh brazilian players abroad um and i feel like we can we can just uh cut and and stitch uh the sound bites that we've said for maybe the last few weeks because we say it every week it feels like Vinicius and Rodrigo uh, are just in such great form in Spain. Uh, teammates and um, they uh, they're doing a great job. Um, just absolutely dominating La Liga. What do you think about them um, and, and Real Madrid uh, in the derby?
1: I think the both younger, youngsters continue to impress in their games in La Liga and if they Uh, keep going this way they're going to be stars almost in every game in the World Cup and Rodrigo uh, got a goal against Atletico Madrid uh, hits the ball in air kind of like a volley so I was really happy to see that and even happier to see how they celebrated given their recent comments about Brazilians celebrating after scoring a goal
0: yeah yeah we should we should just briefly touch on that um Essentially, there, were some, uh, there was some commentary where um, someone in Spain had, a, had an issue with Vinicius celebrating and dancing. And, uh, and what did they do at the weekend? They danced right on this, this guy, right in front of this guy. And uh, that's the way to deal with it. We love to see it. Um, and even today uh, versus Ghana, they were dancing. And, and Vinicius and Rodrigo, there's nothing you can say or do to bring these guys down they're going to continue to form and they're going to or perform and they're going to continue to dance um so that's great to see um another another player he's not in the Sao Sao as of now but he's making a good case for him uh, to be there gabriel jesus with uh, with a goal for arsenal um what do you think of Gabriel jesus and his performance uh for the for the london club
1: He's been playing very well with Arsenal recently. Uh, He scores not every game, but I would say every two games. And the header that he scored against Brentford kind of reminded me of the Richarlison goal in the UCL. So I kind of wonder if he will take uh, his place in the World Cup if he continues to perform like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a nice problem to have to have all these strikers um, uh, to choose from. But uh, Chi-Chi's going to have to to make some tough, tough decisions, um, which is a, a perfect link to uh, the final segment of the Smoke & podcast here. Uh, let's talk about some Sal-a-sal. Um Brazilian national team, two friendlies, uh, just to get warmed up uh, for the World Cup against two teams that are in the World Cup. Unfortunately, they're a little bit on the uh, the weaker side. Um uh, Brazil beating Ghana three nothing um, goals from Higashio and Marquinhos uh, two for Uh Enric, what do you think of this? I know you you watched the first half. What do you think um, of of the team's performance?
1: We saw an amazing performance by Seleçao and especially in the first half, they scored three goals and they attacked well in the game. And even in the second half, they had some chances where they might have been conceding a penalty or a goal, but I think it was an overall amazing performance by our side.
0: Yeah, they looked great. They looked like they were flying. Vinicius Jr. linking up with Neymar. I think that that chemistry is really, really um, impressive right now. Um, and I thought Vinicius as usual was was excellent. Uh, Richarlison, two good goals that the his first one just hitting it first time was uh caught me off guard. Um, but uh, great, great finish. Um, something interesting to note uh, Adair Militao playing at right back, um, and uh, kind of out of his natural position. I, I haven't seen him play there very uh, or at all. I don't think for the Salisau um and uh and and when they're attacking they, they on the other side they've got alex Tails kind of pushing pushing forward with militao dropping to a back three uh which is pretty interesting and love to see it against these small teams it would terrify me against the team like uh i hate to say it belgium um but uh but yeah so Love to see it against a team like Ghana. Um, I really hope that they can keep it uh, a little more um, defensive-oriented, or they have that capability at least, against some of the top teams. Ghana, of course, no slouch. Inyaki Williams made his Ghana debut, which is cool to see. Uh, they couldn't muster very much, though. And and like I said, Brazil beating Ghana uh, 3-0. Um, on the 27th, they'll face uh, Tunisia. Um, uh, Tunisia probably even weaker than Ghana um, the uh, the sole standout on, in their lineup is uh, Kasri, who is their second leading scorer uh, of all time um, which is cool to see, he plays for Montpellier in Ligue 1 um, but uh, after the performance that we saw today um, I'm not expecting anything other than uh, a win Enric, how do you feel about the, the upcoming uh, friendly against Tunisia?
1: yeah I'm expecting a win too, and I hope uh, I know we're playing a weak side. I hope uh, we don't concede so that we keep staying motivated, even though we're not matching uh challenging things at the moment,
0: yeah, um yeah, I couldn't agree more and and it should be fun watch uh, um you know, with lots of um, high flying offense. so um we'll end on just one question um because I always have these nagging, pessimistic thoughts in my head. Uh, Are you at all worried that despite these great wins and this great run of form that we've seen, in the lead-up to this World Cup, are we playing good enough teams uh, to prepare for, uh, you know, what we're going to meet in the latter stages of the World Cup?
1: In one way, I wish we were playing uh, harder sides, but still even though we're playing Tunisia and Ghana who are both in the World Cup, this is still good because we don't want to force our players and playing in teams against Spain, against Germany, and even against Argentina, the game was canceled. So I'm happy to see that and let's leave all the fun and excitement for the World Cup to match the stronger sides. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think now it's it's obviously too late and I think that, that match against Argentina was unnecessary. And I, I was, I was kind of relieved. I'm not relieved, but you know, I, I didn't really care that it was canceled. Um, uh, it's been nice to see them have this opportunity to experiment and, and get a lot of confidence going into the world cup. Um, I would have liked to see them maybe play a few more high end teams. Um, but, uh, But we'll see that soon enough in the World Cup. So that is going to be um, a great watch. And uh, from what I see on Twitter, Brazil, um, they look to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, uh, especially after today's uh, performance. So that's it for this week. Uh, Everyone have a a great weekend. Um, and, And next week, uh we'll be back with uh another episode of the smoking steak podcast so uh for now uh, it's goodbye